0: We'll hear argument next to number 89-1909, Feist Publications, Inc. versus Rural Telephone Service Company, Inc.
1: I get fresh stuff?
0: Mr. Uh, Kenobi? Kenobi, Your Honor. Kenobi, excuse me.
1: Thank you, Mr. Chief Justice, and may it please the Court. This case involves the copyrightability of a phone subscriber's name, address, and telephone number as published by the phone company in its directory. The effect of the decisions below, which came from the District of Kansas in the Tenth Circuit, is to hold that a private company cannot publish these facts in its own directory without first doing a canvas to obtain the facts from the phone subscriber. Our position is that while the telephone company's directory may be copyrightable as a whole, the phone company's alphabetical list of names, address, and telephone numbers of its subscribers is not a work of authorship under the statute. Section 101 of the Copyright Act. And that even if the alphabetical list of subscribers was somehow copyrightable as a whole, that copyright doesn't extend any protection to the pre-existing facts in the list, the name, address, and telephone number. To briefly explain the facts, the easiest way to, to understand them is if you look at the joint appendix, about five pages from the back, on page 93, there's a colored map. Page 93 of the Joint Appendix, Your Honor. That's a map of the northwest corner of the state of Kansas. There are 15 counties, uh, 16,000 square miles in northwest Kansas. What each of the colors on the map represent is a different telephone directory. Where Feist started out, the petitioner in this case, Feist started out in southwest Kansas, which is just to the south of here. Basically, the scenario was the same. There was a patchwork. Each of these colors was a different phone directory. And if you were in Spearville, Kansas... Which, which one is yours again? I'm oh, no, no. sorry. Which, which color is your company? Uh, Arc Feist Publications publishes an area-wide directory for all of those colors. What we do is put all of the colors together. The problem was, when FICE started out, this is rural, uh, I mean, rural not in the sense of rural telephone, but rural in the sense of non-urban. Here's my question. Which one is rural? Yellow. The yellow. The yellow is rural telephone service area. If if you were in Spearville, Kansas, where FICE started out, and you wanted to call your county seat, Dodd City, Kansas, to check on your property taxes, you couldn't find the number in your directory because your directory only had the listings for your exchanges that were serviced by your phone company. Dodd City was serviced by a different company. So you had to dial the information operator. What Feist's idea was to, put, was to put all of these colors together into one area-wide directory. So if you were a, a, a phone subscriber, you could have access to all those listings for that area. If you wanted to call your county seat, if you wanted to call an implement dealer uh, uh, oh, two towns over. Good idea. <laughs> Thank you, Your Honor. <laughs> 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 to do... To do that, what Feist did was went to the various phone companies here and licensed their updated white page listings so he could print those in the directory. Now, one thing that's important to note is he didn't necessarily just license the directory. He licensed updated white page listings, the information that's available to the, to the directory operator. The reason for that is, for example, if you look on the map, the directory that, that uh, covers the green area in the lower uh, left-hand corner That directory may have came out in February. The directory that covers the red area up in the top may have came out in November. Now, if Feist directory that covers the whole area comes out in December, then the listings from the red area that came out in November, those will be fairly current. But the listings from this green area down here, if you're looking solely at the directory, are almost a year out of date.
2: Council did did Feist... uh leave in its directory uh, the listings broken down by the areas you're showing, or did it recompile the list into one giant alphabetical...
1: It's in one giant lists. alphabetical list, Your Honor. Uh, the two directories are Not
2: broken down by the smaller areas.
1: Not broken down by town. If you wanted to call uh, uh, Joe Blow... And you knew he lived in Jennings, Kansas. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Feist Directory, you still looked under the bees till you got to Blow. Now, if you if you wanted to call Joe Blow and you weren't sure where he lived, he may live in Jennings or Decatur. You weren't sure it's up in there somewhere. You could still go alphabetically to look for Blow. All of these companies licensed their listings to Feist, except for the yellow area. That's uh, that's rural telephone. D-
3: did Feist Directory show the name of the city or the name of the town?
1: Yes, Feist Directory shows the. Maybe I
3: misunderstand the question. Well, if you wanted to look up uh, this, this person and you looked him up, could you see not only his phone yes. number and his street address, but then there'd be a little
1: his designation
3: na- like OB for Oberlin or something?
1: Well, it was his name, address, and telephone number. and in, Would and the, the address an- show
3: the town? Yes,
1: it would show the town,
3: Your Honor. And so that had to be added, I take it, to the listing that was in the phone directory, because the phone directory, no. the phone directory uh, would not have the name of the town after each little... No, yeah, no Your Honor,
1: you that's... That, 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 I wish it were so, but that's incorrect. All right. The phone, the phone company's directory does show the name, address, and telephone number, and part of the address is the town.
3: Uh, Act- in each listing, or is the town just at the top of the page? No.
1: The, what Rural's directory is, Rural Telephone's directory, is also just a straight alphabetical list of every subscriber in the yellow area.
3: There are some differences... Well, let me ask the question this way. Uh, what are, the, are there any differences between each individual listing in the FICE directory and in the phone book directory?
1: Yes, there are uh, approximately 3,800. There are 4,935 listings that are potentially duplicates, and there are 3,800 of them are different. Some of the differences are in address to the extent of this. Uh, Joe Blow Jennings, Kansas. Excuse me. Joe Blow Jennings is what appears in the rural directory. Now, in the FICE directory, it may be Joe Blow Route 2, Box 47, Jennings. The town is named right. in, in the directory throughout. This is not Washington D.C. Well, Do you
2: take the position that uh, rural white pages contain no protectable expression at all, and somebody like Vice could just xerox it and sell it as its own?
1: That's the position we take. That they, it doesn't comply with the statute under Section 101. We have a statute. That statu-
2: isn't what was done here, but you take. Well, it's, the position no, it is not what was
1: done, done here. here. Uh, that's correct. But that's, that's our position if you, look at the, if, if you look at the statute.
4: And somebody can do. You say it's not a compilation at all. No, it's, they're all pre existing facts. Yeah.
1: It's simply an alphabetical list of their subscribers. It doesn't comply. The statute is section 101, yes, yes. which defines a compilation.
4: And this is not it. This is not a compilation.
1: This is a compilation in the normal accepted term, but it's not a compilation as defined in the statute. Okay. It's not a copyrightable compilation.
4: So
5: I, I assume that somebody could just uh, come in and uh, 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 Xerox your, your directory and, and sell it, right? in uh, a pretty precarious business there. Uh, I, I think
1: so. If, if you're looking for a, a handle, you know, maybe that's the handle. Maybe the handle is uh, Xerox piracy or something of the pages. But you can't protect the name, address, and telephone number uh, in a simple alphabetical list.
2: Now, what's the statutory language that you... The statutory
1: language is in Section 101 of the Copyright Act. That defines a compilation as a work formed by the collection and assembly of pre-existing materials or data that are selected, coordinated, or arranged in such a way that the resulting work as a whole constitutes an original work of authorship.
2: And you say that an alphabetical listing of phone numbers cannot be an original work of authorship?
6: It doesn't, it
1: does yes, I say that. It doesn't exhibit any coordination or arrangement. An alphabetical arrangement can't be a copyrightable thing. Uh, That's simply the the most efficient way to arrange something. Uh, Wouldn't we have some severe problems with dictionary people and everyone else if you could copyright the alphabet?
2: What about computer databases, generally? Same, same
1: thing. Well, compute, same thing, but computer databases, I think, are really, uh, I don't know if they're published or not. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in the amicus here about, oh, we're going to affect this, you know, the sky will fall and, and nothing will be copyrightable. Most computer databases are handled by license agreements. Uh, they're, they're protected by contract. Uh, I contract my uh, 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 computer database to you, and as part of that, your contract says you're not going to further disseminate it or whatever. Here, we've got a published we've got a published directory.
5: Uh, I mean, there there is certainly some selection. Uh, if 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 you're adverting <coughs> to words of the statute, there certainly has been some selection here, hasn't there? Of names, See? their their directory selected only the names of people in the yellow areas.
1: That's their entire list of subscribership.
5: Well, it may it may may well, well be, but that's a sele- selection. They didn't publish anybody else's uh, subscribership. That's a uh, selection, isn't it?
1: We don't think publishing your, your, your entire list doesn't seem to be a selection to us. Well, sure, uh, I
5: just chosen to publish my entire list and not somebody else's list. Why why isn't that well, a selection? I uh, could have I could have done what you did. They they they, they could have decided to put out a directory for the whole thing. They didn't. They said we're going to be more selective. We're only going to publish a list. Of the people in our set. Now, you may think that's not a very, uh, um, uh, what should I say, inventive selection, but it is a selection, uh, is it not?
1: Uh, if it's a selection, it's not a copyrightable selection. Well, okay, our so, so
5: what it comes to, it has to be the kind of a selection that causes. It causes the whole thing to be uh, a, a work of authorship? Be
1: a work of authorship, yes.
5: And where, where do we look for that? For what kind of a selection causes something to be a work of authorship? Isn't,
1: isn't there some type of... Our position is there some type of uh, objective or subjective uh, uh, that you select? Maybe we can... Uh, uh, creativity? Is that what has to go into I, We can't say creativity because no. if you get into creativity, what you get into, that's what the, uh, the new act uh, uh, gets away from. Mm-hmm. Selection... If you can select the whole uh, the whole range of data, and that's copyrightable, okay, actually, as one answer, we didn't take their selection. Yeah, but when
5: you say we, select- we did the
1: whole area, not just theirs.
5: When you say select the whole <coughs> range of data, you're begging the question. I mean, deciding what the range is, is itself a selection. You can decide to publish all the restaurants in town, or you can decide to publish just the 100 best restaurants. But either one is a selection. You could have chosen, instead of all the best restaurants in town, or instead of all the restaurants in town, all the restaurants in the county, or all the restaurants in the state. No, no, I'm going to be more selective. People aren't interested in all the restaurants in the state, just all the restaurants in the city. That's a selection. Now, why is that selection, uh, in your view, uh, not copyrightable? But if I say, because I know what your view is, if I say just the best restaurants in town, that is... Now, why, what's the difference between those two?
1: Uh, in our view, that, that has made some selection other than just publish everything. Uh, if, I just I, if
5: I publish... Uh, it doesn't publish everything. I'm just publishing the restaurants in this city. People, I, I've made the judgment
1: uh, all I've published the are, a list
5: of all the restaurants in the state would be useless to people. But I know a lot of people that would want to know all the restaurants in the state capital. So I'm being selective to that extent. That's a selection.
1: What I've published then is I've selected just to publish all the facts. And all the facts that I have published cannot be... Uh, not all the not facts,
5: just, just the restaurants in the uh, state capitol. I've excluded restaurants elsewhere. That's a selection, isn't it? <laughs> okay. You will not concede that, that that's a selection.
1: I will concede that's a selection. I don't concede that that's a copyrightable selection, because what have I done other than just publish a list of the facts?
7: Well, if that's true, the Encyclopedia Britannica just publishes facts. Can you copy that?
1: Their, their coordination, arrangement, selection, if they exhibit sufficient coordination, arrangement, selection, sure, that's copyrightable.
7: Uh, Why why haven't you got it here? A variant on Justice Scalia's question is, even within the service area of the phone company, all the phone company publishes are are the names uh, uh, and addresses and numbers of people who subscribe to phone service. They don't publish the, the listing of everyone who lives in that town. That's a selection. That's not publishing all the facts about the people in that town. It's publishing facts only about people who subscribe to phone service.
1: Yes, Your Honor. Our position is if you publish them all, that's not
2: yeah, uh, that's a sufficient selection. Right. Your position,
8: Mr. Noby, isn't your position that one should identify the, the, per, the author making the selection? And who made the selection here? Did the phone company make it or did the, the public utility, which required them to list everyone, make the selection?
1: Well, the public utility obviously made it because and The public utility it really uh, is the author of this uh, particular, uh, particular company. I don't think comp- that's, uh, that's necessarily correct.
8: Uh, See me he would help you if it were. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I could probably use the help. <laughs>
8: because if they are the selector, then the publisher of the, di- of the directory has not contributed a bit of authorship to the compilation. It's quite well, different from the Encyclopedia Britannica or something else where the author decides what to go in. Here, the, util- the, the regulatory agency decided what would be selected.
1: If I publish... Uh, you know, here's a seating chart of the Supreme Court... If I come in here and make this out, and I select only to publish the senior-most five justices, I mean, if I select to publish, here's the seating chart. Haven't I just published everything? I have published all the facts. So I don't quite understand what work of authorship I've done. It, it appears to me that the selection coordination arrangement has to be like the baseball card case, where the the, the author selected the the five thousand premium cards out of there, the X case out of the out of the Second Circuit.
7: Isn't isn't the difference uh, that you can find out who the members of the court are? Without having to consult that card, the fact is available elsewhere. Whereas if uh, if we were a secret court, and the only way you could find out who we were uh, would be by looking at a a, um, at a chart published by, by some third party, that chart would be copyrightable insofar as it was a compilation of the names, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, that it's a public fact,
7: I, yes. Okay, well, in in this case, you're not publishing facts which are generally... Uh, available to you uh, through sources that you use. You're simply publishing the compilation itself, or a portion of the compilation, uh, as distinguished from the situation you would be in if you went out on the streets and stopped at every house and said, do you have a phone? If so, what is your number? You'd have to do that in order to get into the situation that you're in when you use the analogy of the Supreme Court seating chart.
1: Well, if, if, the, if the answer is that a name, address, and telephone number are not a fact, that they're somehow uh, a, a copyrightable uh, uh, authorship, that may be correct. But I don't think anyone
7: claims that to be the case. A name, address, and telephone
1: number is a pre-existing fact that under Section 103B, that we've got the right to publish it. If you take the opinions of this court... Sure you've got the right port. to
7: publish it. The question is, have you, got to write the pub- have you got the right to publish it by copying their directory? When that's the only way you get it. it you don't otherwise go out and find the fact yourself. That's what raises the copyright problem, isn't it?
1: Well, the copy, we think it's a pre-existing fact, and, and our position would be then the name, address, and telephone number are like the, the decisions of this court.
2: Well, okay, those are public
1: the, domain does information. Does
2: statute require more than just selection? What are the Register of Copyrights guidelines on this? Can a, a simply uh, alphabetical listing of all the data in a given area, meet the register's uh, guidelines for as, what meets no, Section 101. as, as I understand it, what do we it, have to look at here? As I understand Does it, have it, to result ultimately in an original work of authorship.
1: Yes, your honor. I mean, that. Maybe
2: maybe it's not enough to focus on the word selection. Maybe the statute requires a series of things.
1: There, there are three portions to the statute: collecting and assembling, which is the sweat of the brow. A theory that's adopted below, and that is if you put a lot of stuff together, you're an author of it. The second portion is selection, coordination, arrangement, and the third is so that the work as a whole is a work of authorship.
2: An original work of
1: authorship. Yes, an original work of authorship under, under the statute, under 101.
2: And well, how does the register of contract of, uh, this statute. The,
1: the Register interprets the statute, as I understand it. There's an article by uh, William Patry, who's uh, a policy planning advisor with uh, uh, the Copyright Office, and in that, uh, in that article it talks about what the Copyright Office does. As I understand it, this is not part of the record, but they, uh, uh, for example, rejected uh, uh, the copyright on uh, uh, an alphabetical list of contributors of $2,500 or more to the Republican
4: Party. What about... What about telephone yellow pages? Telephone yellow pages... How about telephone books?
1: Telephone books, they copyright, and there's an interesting footnote in that article, which I didn't realize, is the reason they copyright them is typically telephone books are a combination of material for example in here there are yellow page advertising in the telephone company's book that has artwork and, and layout I've in been it a lot of
4: telephone that's directories uh, are not white subject from they're just white pages
1: yes the, uh, the white page only ones as that uh, that's footnote 98 of, uh, uh, of his article as I understand it what they do is the reason they register them is because of the sweat of the brow theory because of the, the, the split in the circuits Which the uh, sweat of the brow
4: you think they're wrong in that in granting copyrights on that, or in registering them?
1: Well, no, until, unless the Supreme Court tells them what they're supposed to do. I assume that, you know, if you came out of a sweat-of-the-brow circuit like the Seventh Circuit and published a, a white-page-only directory, the Copyright Office would, would have to, I assume, would have you to don't register. Think, it. you
4: don't think that's a valid copyright?
1: Not, not on that portion of the directory. Not on white pages only. Okay. Now, if there are other But pred- the yellow
2: pages are... The yellow
1: pages have got original artwork. They've got ad layouts in them. They've got works of, uh, uh, works of authorship, and those are copyrightable. There, there's some, in, in this directory there, of the phone companies, there's forward text in here. This has how to, you know, how to dial the phone company, uh, uh, how to make a long-distance call, a party line. I assume rural author debt, that, and that's copyrightable. But that's really not what's involved. What's involved in this case is this little piece right here, the alphabetical list of white pages. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a public domain fact. The other statute is 103B. 103B says that the copyright in a compilation okay, extends only to the material contributed by the author as distinguished from pre-existing material employed in the work and does not imply any exclusive right to that. For example, the decisions of this court are public domain information. If, if, as a compi- they're, they're pre-existing material. If as a compiler I put together... Uh, all the decisions of this court dealing with copyright law, then I've got a copyright in that as a whole, but I don't have a copyright in the decision of the court.
0: Mr. Kenobi, uh, do you think the 1976 Act changed the copyrightability of a directory such as is involved here?
1: Yes, Your Honor. The 76 Act uh, included a definition of compilation in Section 101 and included a pre-existing fact provision in Section 103B.
0: Do you think the the, the kind of directory we have here would have been Copyrighted, un, copyrightable under the laws that existed before 1976.
1: Uh, yes, Your Honor. I, I didn't research that, but I assume it. Uh, so
0: then, you, you, you say that you, you must depend then on the changes wrought in the law in the 19. Not, not
1: necessarily the changes. Maybe the changes were only a clarification, but I'm dependent upon the statute.
0: Well, the, the words you, of the you, statute. You said a moment ago you thought it would be copyrightable under the pre-existing law but it's not copyrightable under this law, then you must depend on the changes affected in the 1976 Act, must you not? Yes.
1: Uh, I think think my confusion is the same as the courts below. That is, this directory is copyrightable as a whole. We're We're not contesting the validity of that. What we're saying is these facts in this directory, this white page list of name, address, and telephone number, is available to subsequent compilers. The the, the copyright law, as I understand it, is is like, it's a balancing test between the public's
0: right to information, public access, and profit to an author. Well, then, do do you say that the rural directory that you hear was copyrightable?
1: Yes, Your Honor. I think the directory is copyrightable as a whole, even under the 76 Act, because there is copyrightable provisions in here. There are copyrightable well, yellow because pages. because
2: there are yellow pages in it? No, no because the they, have they have
1: original works is. of authorship. There's original, the
2: yellow pages?
1: The yellow pages have an original work of authorship. I thought
2: I understood you to say that a directory that consists only of the normal white pages is not copyrightable at all.
1: If it's solely a white-page directory, this is a combined directory. That's why we say this directory is copyrightable as a whole.
0: And that is the rural directory? This is the rural
1: directory, and the rural directory is on file with the clerk. So is the Feist directory.
3: And is the Feist directory copyrightable?
1: Yes, the Feist directory is copyrightable. Why? Because Uh, it
3: has... If it had just the white pages? If you had just white pages? If it had
1: just white pages and nothing more, no. Uh, that's a bad example in this case because there's some ads on the white pages too. But if it had just white pages and nothing more, no. It's simply an alphabetical list of name, address, and telephone number. Available, it should be available to the public. The public has access to that.
7: You, you made the remark a moment ago, uh, I think at the time you were holding up the rural directory, uh, that all of the, uh, the listing information in there was in the public domain. What is your reason for saying that? Uh,
1: that the name, address, and telephone number... Uh, my name, address, and telephone number, I assume, is in the public domain. Once I, once I make the... What do you mean by that statement? It's available to the public. I have not paid the phone company to, to have an unlisted number. So I've allowed the phone company to give it to the directory information operator to publish it. It's a pre-existing fact. I have that name, address, and that's my name, address, and telephone number so it's it it has to be public domain information. What else can it be
7: well i guess i'm I'm not sure how you're using the term. You seem to be using the term to mean that uh, if uh, if the subject matter of information consents to its publication, then anything which publishes that information is in the public domain. Is that what you mean
1: that, yes, that if it 's a fact it's in the public domain. once we publish a fact that's part that's part of the public domain available to any. Uh, later authors. Uh, With the court's permission, I'd like to uh, reserve my remaining time for rebuttal.
0: Very well, Mr. Kenobi. Uh, Mr. Kaplinger, we'll hear now from you.
9: Mr. Chief Justice, and may it please the court, there's two issues that I would like to address in my argument today. Number one is whether the rural telephone directory is copyrightable and specifically including the white page listing section. And number two, whether FICE substantial copying of this white page listing information in the copyrighted directory is an act of copyright infringement. Since this case hinges on statutory interpretation of the 1976 Copyright Act, I thought I would start right there. Uh, Section 102A of the 1976 Copyright Act states, in part, that copyright extends to original works of authorship fixed in any tangible means of expression. There were some questions of Mr. Kenobi as to did the law change in 1976 in any way. The House report, setting out the congressional intent behind the 1970 Act, 76 Act states, the phrase, quote, original work of authorship, end quote, which is purposely left undefined is intended to incorporate without change the standard of originality established by the courts under the 1909 Copyright Act. Nothing changed in the way of copyrightability of telephone directories. Well, what
2: changed, of course, was the definition of compilation. Isn't that right? Don't we now have in the 76 Act a definition of compilation that we have to look to?
9: Yes, Justice O'Connor. And and
2: we have to apply that section, 101, to take it?
9: No, Justice O'Connor. No? No.
2: This isn't a compilation?
9: This is a compilation, but as the lower courts and other courts have, have unanimously found, that a telephone directory is copyrightable under two sections. Section 102 of the 76 Copyright Act, and 103. Section 102, um, where I stated copyright extends to original works of authorship, um, the, the congressional intent sets out, well, if you look at Section 102A, it goes on to include various items, one of which is, Uh, 102A1, Literary Works, and on the House report, page 54, setting out the congressional intent, Congress said the term, quote, literary works, end quote, does not connote any criterion of literary merit or qualitative value. It includes catalogs, directories, and similar factual reference or instructional works and compilations of data. And that's why the lower courts, uh, in this case, said that Rural's telephone directory is copyrightable under Section 102 or 103.
2: Well, this is a compilation. You concede that.
9: Yes, and, and then and 77... And you
2: think we don't have to apply the definition in the act of what is a compilation?
9: Justice, kind of, I don't think you have to, but I would recommend that the Court do. Well, do I so think be,
2: that's exactly where we'd look.
9: Well, maybe I misunderstood your question. What, what I am saying is that you can look under either one, directories are included in 102, but we'd also say that it's included in, under 103. And 103 was added uh, in 1976 to encompass, uh, what, I take it back, in ni- the 1909, the previous Federal Copyright Act specifically set out directories. And I believe that in, in my interpretation of the legislative intent, because of the creation of so many different types of of catalogs and encyclopedias and directories especially in light of new technology and so well, now
2: now you can't copyright the facts contained in the white pages can you
9: no what so if-
2: what is to prevent um, Feist from looking at your directory and taking the listings of names and telephone numbers and including them in the home
9: well the just As O'Connor,
2: factual material,
9: just O'Connor, we are not alleging that the copyright in the telephone directory extends to the names, to a particular name and particular number. What a copyright in a compilation uh, extends to is the is to the work of authorship on the part of the author.
2: Well, what what Vice did was to take uh, the listings, names, and telephone numbers and use them in their own directory.
9: Yes. And, Jessica Conner, I'm saying that the white page listings are not pre-existing material, the name by itself, the address by itself. But without the telephone company being author of compiling and creating a listing, when I say listing, that- didn't the
2: telephone company, uh, rural, simply make an alphabetical listing of all Telephone subscribers within its geographical area covered by the book? Is that, Isn't that w- what was done?
9: Just so kind of that was one part of the selection. I think that to, an- to fully answer your question, let's look right at 103, the definition of a compilation. And a compilation is a work formed by the collection and the assembling of pre existing materials or of data that are selected, coordinated, or arranged in such a way that the resulting work as a whole constitutes an original work of authorship. What Rural Telephone, just like any other telephone company, they on a day-to-day basis gather, collect, and symbol uh, a lot of information about the subscriber, the addresses, the towns, the, the type of equipment, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. There's a lot of information they receive. Then what they do is then they turn and they make the subjective decision of how to select, how to coordinate, and how to arrange that and how to create something Isn't that's it useful. Isn't
2: just an alphabetical listing by geographic area?
9: In this particular area, that was the decision to...
2: Isn't that what, what you have there?
9: In, this in the partic- white pages? Yes, in this particular directory, we decided to put out the rural uh, subscriber listing in alphabetical order. But we, we, have, 20, we have 26 different exchanges. And, and if you look back on that same map, that the court was looking at earlier, we have three distinct, non-contiguous uh, geographic areas. And that Rural Telephone made the decision to, not, to put out one directory. It could have put out 26 directories. It decided also, in putting out one alphabetical uh, directory for its white page listings, to do that not by town, but to do it interlocking, include all the towns, all of the telephone exchanges, it very well could have put out 26 different... Are you saying
3: that that's the component of originality in this
9: case? That, that's one of many, that the telephone company uh, subjectively decides or decision-making, which makes the compilation as a whole copyrightable, not the bits and pieces. And, uh, I, and if,
3: we can, if we can assume, and I, th- I think it's true, that the name and the address and the number are a fact that's not copyrightable... Second. What elements of originality have you added to those facts that make this a work of original authorship under 101?
9: Well, Justice Kinney, I think You've
3: said, you've told us one of the things, and that is you've selected the, the counties in this yellow area. What else? We've, you've alphabetized, which I think we could talk about, but I don't think that's very original. What else? Right.
9: We decided to, instead of, we decided to put them in one list instead of 26 telephone exchanges. Well,
3: that just repeats what you said before, okay. all in right.
9: communities, we decided to include business listings within this. We decided that in some communities we only put the town, where in other communities we put the full address. Um, we also decide uh, what name, because uh, my full name might be a fact, but I, I go by several names, James, Jim, J, J R, etc. And I'm, the, I'm
3: not stunned the... by the originality so far. <laughs>
9: <laughs> well, that, the congressional intent behind that says that the in dealing with the standard of original works of authorship, it says this standard does not include requirements of novelty, ingenuity, or aesthetic merit. Yeah, but it must
3: constitute an original work of authorship.
9: Yes. Yes, and those decisions. I mean, it doesn't require anything unique or novel. Um, all directories out there are made upon facts. That's what a directory is. Well,
3: a dictionary of quotations, there's nothing original in it, uh, you know, in, in the sense of having created something.
9: Justice Kinney, what makes that original is how you use those facts and how you present those facts. That's where it creates an original work of authorship. If it simply takes the, the idea that, well, all this is is a book of facts, all directories, the encyclopedia included, are compilations. That's what a compilation is. These are books of facts. What makes them original is how the author arranges that information. And that's where I believe that, that the petitioner here has tried to create this split in the lower courts. I don't see a split in the lower courts. What you have is this supposedly the sweat of the brow three on one side and the original act of authorship on the other side. The original or The sweat of the brow is where the author gathers, collects, and assembles. He gathers all this factual information, but if he doesn't then somehow make a decision on how to put that in a compilation, it's not a, it's not a usable compilation. You have to make decisions. After you've collected this as well as Brown, you have he all has, this. He
5: has to say to himself, aha, I am going to put this in there alphabetically.
9: <laughs> no.
5: He has to make that further step.
9: Just, that is, yes, that is one oh,
5: step. Oh, my, my, that's... Uh,
9: uh, you think, look.
5: It seems to me that we have here a statutory definition that is obviously a, a, a definition of art. If you, if you wanted the common meaning of compilation, you would have stopped that definition right after the first phrase. It would read, a compilation is a work formed by the collection and assembling of pre-existing materials, period. That's the normal meaning of compilation. But, but the act goes on with malice aforethought and adds to that... <laughs> that are selected, coordinated, or arranged in such a way that the resulting work as a whole constitutes an original work of authorship. All of that is added to tell us something, and I think it's telling us something more than it has to be in alphabetical form.
9: It's an awful lot of... uh, Well, that's... Well, Jessica, I think the reason that Congress added that language is that if somebody goes out and researches and accumulates a lot of facts, that alone, the labor of, of, of collecting and assembling, you can't copyright that. What, if, what, what authorship is there? What creates the original work is what you do with the information that you've gathered, collected, and assembled. Right.
5: Uh, what, and, what has to be done is it, it has to be either selected, coordinated, or arranged, but it doesn't even end there. It doesn't they have to be selected, coordinated, but they have to be selected, coordinated, or arranged in such a way. That the resulting work as a whole constitutes an original work of authorship, and, and we're, we're being asked to, in this case to give content to what that means in such a way that the resulting work constitutes an original work of authorship. Yes. And, and what do you, original, you, you well, just as disclaim any inventiveness or novelty or anything else in that?
9: Justice the, Scalia, the, I know that alphabetizing this list um, doesn't take a lot of thought but there's, there's other things that went into this, and in fact, if it wasn't for Rural Telephone being the author of this, this information would not exist. Yes, the names, addresses, and numbers are floating out there in bits and pieces, but they could still be floating until Rural Telephone took that information, decided, selected what it was going to include, include in the directory, how it was going to uh, coordinate that directory, and how it was going to arrange that information. And just because it, is, it appears to be simple, it still meets the test under the, under the 1976 Act.
5: Well, the fact that it wouldn't be available pro- proves not. I mean, you can say that of any uh, collection and assembling of pre-existing materials. You, your, your client could have spent a lot of time gathering all, all, all this material together, or, or take a researcher in, in, in some scientific field who spends years assembling all sorts of data, and he has all the data. Uh, let's assume he even has stored all the data alphabetically. And then he dies. Uh, is, 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 is that, was that a copy, copyrightable work? Well, justice, it would like take it. a lot of time to reduplicate all the research he's done. Uh,
9: justice Scalia, in your, in your hypothetical there, did he make a subjective decision on his selection of what information he was going of to... Of course, anyone who selects data does that. Okay, that, that's one part of it. And, and then uh, he, if, if he makes a, a des- subjective decision on how he's going to arrange that, Alphabetically,
5: it, he decided.
9: Well, that, that was a subjective decision. He could have put it backwards. He could have made a, a you know, cross-reference. He could have put it upside down. He made a decision. What the copyright law, it doesn't require inventiveness uh-huh. um, like, the, like the patent. Copy, copyright law, because if... Well, let me, step, let me go back a second here. This book, the white page listings, are copyrightable. But that doesn't prevent like patent law or something, from somebody else doing the same work. They can acquire the same names, addresses, towns, numbers.
2: But they have to start from scratch and go door to door and do it. They can't draw the facts from your white page's directory to make their own directory.
9: Justice Justice O'Connor, under the copyright law, they cannot wait... So we publish this directory and then copy this information. What
2: about a weekly news magazine where the reporters go out and research some current event, like the events that occurred during Watergate, and they uncover all those facts and then write about it? Now, I assume their expression is copyrightable, but do you think that no one else can resort to use of the facts that they uncovered?
9: Just O'Connor. No, I agree. No, because those facts cannot be independently duplicated. Um, I think that 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 of analysis they is can. like Harper. Any
2: other reporter could be just as hard working and inventive. They could go out and, and make the same inquiry.
9: Oh, excuse me. I thought you were referring to the like the Harper and, and Rowe case of this court in 1985, and and in that particular uh, case it involved a statement by uh, President Gerald Ford, and the second publisher used that identical factual information. And this Court had to go in-depth in fair use uh, section of this Copyright Act. And I think what the concerns of this Court uh, were at that time was that there's only one statement made by the President. How can it be duplicated in this particular situation? This information, as well as then, apparently in your hypothetical, if, if the other person can go out on their own and collect that information and express it in their own fashion, and even if, after their own independent work, if it comes out identical, that's still not copyright infringement. The uh, copyright, the telephone company director of copyright does not extend to the names and addresses listed there, but rather the compilation of the same, because there's nothing to prevent the other party from doing the same. Whereas in patent law, If Feist invented something at the same time that that Rural invented it, whoever finished inventing that first has a monopoly in it forever. But in copyright law, um, if they both go out and independently create something and it just happens that it's identical, comes out identical or substantially identical, there's no copyright infringement there. What we're saying is that the white page listings information would not be here but for the telephone company Gathering, collecting, and making a decision how to put this directory out, and in fact, each year. Mr.
6: Coblentz, this is to protect authors, isn't
9: it? It is. Who's the author of this? Justice Marshall, the telephone company. Oh, the telephone? Yes. That's the author. Yes. If it wasn't, if it wasn't for the telephone uh, company, this that director would exist. individual.
6: I never heard of a publisher being an author. An author is an individual, isn't he?
9: Just Marshall, an author could be a, an individual, a corporation, uh, an entity who... who uh, it's usually
6: the work of an individual, isn't it?
9: Well, then customarily when the you look at... The phone company like,
6: couldn't exist without this, could they? Would you buy a phone if you didn't get a phone book? <laughs>
9: that's, that's questionable, but...
6: I mean, I, I just don't see all of the originality of somebody in this... It just copied something out of a,
9: uh, somebody's records. Well, Justice Marshall, maybe I can, and I know this court, getting prepared to argue here today, they would like to hear how not only the, the law would be affected by the, the facts of this case, but the industry nationwide. I think that if you went to New York City and you, and you took nine 9x you spent $2 million a year putting this infor- information together. As
6: a matter of fact, they'd you to take your name out.
9: Well... <laughs> <laughs> Justice Marshall, I know that's the position, you know, when you're, when you're representing a telephone company, everybody hates the telephone company and utilities. But, but back to my point is, I'm if... I'm not speaking about everybody. If, I want to speak about them. <laughs> If this court were to find that because the bits, individual bits and pieces of this information in a directory um, are factual in nature and that the author's work of, of creating that directory, collecting, assembling, and, and making the decisions on how to put that out. If, if a defense would fly, that, well, I, I wait until you put it out and spend $100,000 doing that, and then I'll just copy it like they did in this case. Well, just looking was, at the
8: white pages alone, you'd still have the same number of telephone books, wouldn't you? Because you've got to, your corporation commission compels you to publish a telephone directory annually. The, so even if you don't have it copyrighted, you're going to have to do it. Justice Stevens, yes. And I suppose you're going to have to do it alphabetically, because otherwise nobody can use it.
9: Well, Justice Stevens, I think that... Well, isn't that right? Well, we're told by the Kansas Corporation Commission to annually publish a directory. It doesn't say what's to be included in the directory. You suppose
8: any other form of directory would satisfy their uh, requirement? Have you ever seen a telephone directory of a different form than this one? Uh, That is the white pages.
9: Justice Stevens, Yes. And, in fact, in subsequent years, this directory is different. It goes back to what I was saying earlier. In what respect is it different? Because of the, this white-page listing section could have been set out in 26 different alpha, alphabetical sections of the, encompassing the same listings. Because, in fact, we have people that, that say that we're completely on the other side of, of western oh, Kansas. I would like to have you prepare your book to where you have the same listings. However, I'd like uh, A through Z for Agra. A through Z for Bolton. I see. Uh, so that's the selection. That's yes, a, it, it, I know it's it is. Not the
8: alphabetizing. It's, if you had a single telephone company with just one area of service, like the city of Chicago and nothing else, they, then it would have, to, there would be, the same telephone directory would have to be published year after year.
9: Yes, and, and that would be a decision for them. I know it's hard to stand here and try to say, and try to build something, because I don't believe the alphabet, or alphabetizing something, you know, it takes a genius or a uh, a great work of an author, but that's just one of number of things that the, that the author of this well, directory... What other than makes the selection decision. of
8: which areas of service to be included in the directory would be different if we held it was not copyrightable? In fact, why would your, your decision be any different whether it's copyrightable or not in your decision of whether to have one uh, directory for all areas of service or several different directories? <laughs> right? What difference does it make whether it's copyrighted or not?
9: I'm not sure if I understand your question. Well,
8: does the copyright law protection have any impact at all on your decision as to how to assemble the white pages?
9: Yes. Uh, Justice Stephen, the copyright law expresses our contribution by the author of creating this um, and it, those listings, how those listings are listed I understand,
8: there. but my question is, would you create them any differently if there were no copyright law protection?
9: And if so, Why? Well, just the answer to answer that question, there, there's a market for this information. That if we do not put accurate, complete listing information, we're not going to sell the yellow page advertising. And in Northwest Kansas, the revenue from this directory and the, from the On yellow, the yellow and white pages goes back to goes into the rate base to keep the rates uh, or affect the rates you know, to the subscribers and the, the owner members of this co-op. Um, so that answers whether or not
8: there's copyright protection. It seems to me it's equally true whether or not there's copyright protection. The only thing your copyright protection does, as I understand it, is give you a right to collect royalties from people who want to publish the same information and make it more broadly available to the public. It's, it's, at least that's all I can see.
4: Now, I'm
9: not sure what the company do. I think that for their service, since this company is it's a non-profit co-op and it's owned by its members, they would take whatever steps, copyrightable and not copyrightable to to provide an up-to-date, accurate telephone directory.
8: because it'd be to use the service. That's
9: right. But it, it would be disturbing and it would turn the federal copyright law as the directory straight up on top of its head is it if if somebody is allowed to wait until somebody puts out a compilation and then say, well all we have to do is just all we have to do is dump that information into our computer, and we'll rearrange it with a stroke of a computer key, and then we'll copyright it ourselves. And, in fact, white page list information, there's a mark for it. They sell how it does that un-
8: I understand it, it may intrude on your revenues from the advertising yellow pages, but otherwise it doesn't have any impact on your business at all, does it?
9: Well, we... You're trying ref- to use your
8: copyright on the white pages to protect your business. the business interest in the advertising in the yellow pages. That's what's at stake here, isn't it?
9: Well, there is revenue produced from the, the white-page listings. We've, we sell uh, advertising in the white-page in the, in the way of a bold print. We get revenue from that. Extra listings we charge. So there is the white pages are revenue-producing on their own. But in reality, you are correct. Without up-to-date, accurate white-page listings, the yellow pages, it would be difficult to uh, maintain. I, I, do,
4: um, I take it the, uh,
9: the courts of appeals that have dealt with this are on your side every excuse me uh, Justice White every single case since the the landmark case of Leon 37 to the most recent case of United Telephone
4: What was the earliest earliest case that's on your side? Leon What date was that?
9: 1937 they call it the landmark telephone copyright case
4: and uh, and Congress didn't intend to change the definition of an original work of art in 76 so I take it they knew what the law was that's, Justice White, that's exactly right. And well, does fact, that bring us you, to
3: Section 103? Could, could you spend a little time going through Section 103 with us? Because I, I take it Feist's argument is that even uh, if this is copyrightable, uh, the information can still be taken subject to 103B. Am I correct that that's the argument?
9: Justice Kennedy, my opinion of 103 uh, was set out... Justice... I mean, Justice, Justice Kennedy... Um, it was set out to to show that the person who goes out and collects factual information, just because he collects that factual information and the work as a whole in a compilation is a protected work, that that doesn't mean you now own a copyright on those non-copyrightable bits of information such as somebody's name. But Isn't, isn't, the,
7: isn't the problem under 103B and the problem for the sweat of the brow theory uh, that it provides that the Uh, protection extends only to the material contributed by the author. And doesn't the word material imply something different from effort? Uh, Doesn't it imply something about the content of the work?
9: Justice Sitter, my opinion as to what pre-existing material means is pre-existing...
7: Well, I'm not talking about pre-existing material. I'm talking about the phrase that the... Uh, the copyright in the compilation of derivative work extends only to the material contributed by the author. What is the material contributed by the author? Doesn't that phrase imply that there is, there is something about the content of the work rather than the process of compiling the work uh, that is subject to protection?
9: Well, Justice Sitter, I think you have to go back. That, that 103 applies to two separate works. There's what is known as collective work, and that's what's at issue here, and then there's a derivative Work. And a derivative work is where, and this might sound strange, but since this is at issue, if we, we take this copyrighted telephone directory and, and make it into a movie, <laughs> it's where you take a book and transform it to uh, something else like a movie. They're saying that even though you, you change it, uh, that the pre-existing is still you know, copyrighted or copyrightable. Uh, maybe I'm not understanding your well,
7: question. Well, it's, it's still, unless I'm, I'm not passing the sentence right, I think the sentence is still providing that the copyright in a compilation or derivative work, but in a compilation, extends only to the material contributed by the author. And and my suggestion is that material implies something about the content of the work rather than something about the effort that goes into producing the work. My question is: Number one, is that a fair reading of the provision? And number two, if it is, what is the material in your directory that is contributed by the author?
9: Okay, just Suter. The um, to answer that question is that the again the bits of factual information alone are not copyrightable. What the contribution is of the author in the form of collective work or. Co- of a compilation is the hard work or labor as you put it. Yeah, but that's but, not, that's
7: not material. But the it's effort. It's thought. But it's not material. It's not something that's
9: on the page. Well, the pre the pre existing what we're saying is not pre existing material is the listing information, and we are the author of putting that together. We decided. You're
7: saying to, the arrangement is not pre
9: existing. And that's part of right. the second part of the definition. Does, of does
7: material imply arrangement? In other words, does it seems to me they're talking about content, not order. Well,
9: the, the seventy six laws that dealt with it deals with directories. It's just <clears throat> a compilation or a collection of of uh, of, um, of material or, or factual inf- factual material. And that uh, Let me, if I may
7: interrupt you, let me ask you a different question. Was this particular phrase that I'm concerned with added at the time of the amendment, or was that in the pre-existing law? 103B. Yeah, the, 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 the phrase uh, referring to material contributed by the author. Was
9: that new? Um, I'm not sure. I, I think if it was I
7: new, it, would, it could very well have an effect on the extent to which the pre-existing law uh, which we assume provides for copyright of such a directory, survived the amendment, wouldn't it? Mr. Kaplaner, before you sit down, uh, uh, just as a matter of
5: curiosity, what is the status of the antitrust aspect of this case? The
9: antitrust case... Any
5: development yet?
9: It is presently on appeal before the Tenth Circuit.
5: And they, has it been argued?
9: No. Uh, I filed rules opening brief a week ago and Mr. Kenobi's brief is due the first of of, uh, One last question
5: Uh, you come from Topeka not northwestern Kansas I don't know what they do in Topeka but I would be surprised if the telephone company there didn't have a directory by street address. I've seen them
9: A city directory?
5: By street address not alphabetically and some of the questions here seem to assume that only an alphabetical
1: uh, arrangement is possible.
9: That's true, and then and you go back to the landmark uh, case that I referred to earlier, Leon. That's where a second publisher took the alphabetized information and flipped it around and put it by telephone number and not A through Z. And uh, the court said that that was still a taking of the work of the telephone company because they were the original author of that white page list of information, And also, the the most recent case, the Illinois Bell, which... I
0: think you've answered the question, Mr. Kaplinger. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Kenobi, do you have rebuttal? You have five minutes remaining.
1: Thank you, Mr. Chief Justice. I have uh, short points. Uh, Perhaps when I answered your question, Mr. Chief Justice, that directories were copyrightable under the 1909 Act, but not under the 76 Act, I misspoke. Our position is that facts have never been copyrightable. Uh... A point was made by Mr. All these decisions uh,
4: against you uh, were just wrong, I take it?
1: They're wrong under this definition of the statute. Sweat of the brow uh, has been rejected by the Second and the Ninth Circuit. The main cases cited, Leon out of the Ninth and Jewelers Circular out of the Second, have both been disavowed by those very circuits.
3: Is Section 103A an addition to the 1976 Act and 103B?
1: Yes, I think so, Justice Kennedy. Uh, the point was that the information here in this phone directory would not exist without but-for-rural telephone, was Mr. Kaplinger's statement. And that's the problem with the independent canvas theory, is that you can't get it anywhere else except out of the phone directory. You can't canvas it. It's like the opinions of this court.
5: Uh, very interesting, but I don't see how it has anything whatever to do with whether it's a copyrighted... Uh I mean, that's, I'll pass that's a good argument. For I'll you. pass over it there. <laughs>
1: I'll make
5: an exception for this. Uh,
1: the, the final point was that uh, a copyright doesn't require inventiveness like a patent law, and I think that's correct, too. The copyright is a limited monopoly. It's not a patent on those facts, ideas, or public domain information.
0: Thank you, Your Honor. Thank you, Mr. Kenobi. The case is submitted.
8: The Honorable Court is now adjourned to Monday next at 10 o'clock.